I don't know, another Stripes band. Striper. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. okay. Cousins, it's with, it's Cousins. With, it's with a Y. But so, yeah. so, Cousins. So Jack mm-hmm. White is dangerously close to becoming a Christian worship band only by one relation. You know what I'm saying? Because of <laughs> yeah, Striper. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the logic is... It, it's it's unfallible. It's unfallible. What is it? An iRobot? The logic is undeniable. <laughs> um, for all of you who haven't seen iRobot... Um, I often find iRobot to be Will Smith's um, coasting period. If you can, <laughs> if you can imagine that, <laughs> I, pe- I no, I can see that. I he, can see that. He peaked real hard at the turn of the century with like mm. Independence Day and stuff, and then he had a coasting right. period where Welcome he just was booming out, you know, Hancock and yeah. iRobot and Seven Pounds. Those are like movies that all I think did really well, but. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not like but, going back and saying like, oh, I just want to watch that classic masterpiece, iRobot. Right. Or so Hancock. So what I think happened was that Will Smith uh, metaphorically was like jogging up like a 60 degree incline yeah. and got to the top of the hill and was like, woohoo. And then like pulled out a skateboard <laughs> and just like coasted for a while. He went and he slowly ha-ha. went downhill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> woohoo. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's just like Will Smith rap. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> PG rap. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. You know, so um, I, I find iRobot to be higher than adequate. Yeah. <laughs> That's really pertinent to our discussion today. That's right. Because we're talking about vacuum cleaners. <laughs> the iRobot vacuum cleaner. And rubbing two yeah. sticks together. Mm-hmm. And an obelisk thrown down in, in, in a bunch of cavemen or monkeys. And Ozzy Mandias. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm just completely confused. <laughs> oh, you don't know what we're talking What does this say? Look around you episode? Look around you. <laughs> just look around you. What do you see? And it's like pictures of like a book and then it's a picture of a bus. Then it's a picture of a person two, rubbing two sticks together. That's right. We're talking about technology. <laughs> no, that'll be fun. Are you guys ready to start? Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Boom, and boom, spooky boom. music is over at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the fans yeah. might still want it, but it just depends when this episode airs. Because if it's Halloween True. still... Is this November? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just November. Probably. Yeah. I'll have to do my Thanksgiving-themed music oh, okay. now. <laughs> you know... Just add like gobble, you know what gobble. that's yeah. <laughs> well, well, it, oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> that'll be fun. We'll just change it for every holiday season now, <laughs> and we'll invent ones. Like we'll we'll stretch to the next like decent one, and we'll just do it all all up until then. We'll just make it all holiday themed <laughs> all year round. So, yeah, um, so we have just got done with a pretty awesome series uh, yeah. for all of you guys who were uh, keeping pace with us. Um, we, because of the Halloween season, we decided to talk about some things that have been branded by Christians as evil, but we have now jumped past. And I would say that well, this is kind of an very epilogue? adjacent. Yeah. Uh, very, very adjacent. So I would say that we could call this one, Is It Evil, if you all want to. We could That's say that, but I we think that, that I think the topic is going to be much more of a, a general uh, discussion, more so because yeah. because I don't think that a Christian has ever like created what was that one lady's uh, B A D D? It was like people. Oh, yeah. oh M A D D is like Mothers Against 
Dungeons yeah. and Dragons mad. And so I don't think that any uh, corporate, you know, any uh, Christian mother groups have gotten together and created a corporation like that. But um, so, yeah, uh, as you probably could tell from the uh, B-roll, we are going to be talking about gadgets. Gizmos. Potions, maybe. Potions. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, medicine is basically just modern potions. You know what I'm saying? True. When I take this healing potion, the Matrix tells me that I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Matrix is telling my brain that I do not, I long, do not. no longer have a migraine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I think in um, the uh, Dark Tower series, uh, the uh, gunslinger in the second book gets like an aspirin. And he's like, Aston, by the gods, what magic? <laughs> <laughs> so is technology magic? I don't know. Um but uh, before we get into any of that, as we stop being goofy for a second, um, we're going to do some worship. Now, yeah, buddy. in the spirit of uh, what we're going to be talking about, this will be rather interesting. So hold on to your seats. We like to innovate. <laughs> it's going to be a little different uh, with the chords and melody line of your I favorite. I love technology. That's right. Always <laughs> and forever. So without further ado... We hope you like it. Here it is. Praise. 
God, thank you so much for bringing us together today and um, allowing us to worship in new, fun, and exciting ways. Um, we just pray tonight that you would uh, be a part of all we're doing and uh, that we could better glorify you in our discussion. So uh, without further ado, it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 And I really love that. That is that that, that song right there. That's just that's fun. I'm really looking for that one coming out on, on the Patreon. That when that one drops, I, I'm going to be playing that one on loop quite a bit. Bob, oh, you're uh, let all the amen sound from his people again. People again. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's favorite music is techno, followed closely by ska, or maybe the other way around i can't remember uh, i guess these days it's it's very instrumental but definitely leaning towards the electronic feel okay. I, I, I don't know i don't know if you would techno really doesn't exist think, in the I, same vein as it did techno kind 20 of 20 years ago it barely exists at all it, it's, it's just taken on yeah. different it's been it's been uh um it's it, it's changed it's uh it's warped itself in many ways is your the, current the favorite genre something else well, I, I guess more the electronica, you know. Okay, electronica. The, the, ambient, yeah, yeah. ambient electronica. Yeah? yeah somewhat. I mean, I, I'm... Like okay. synthwave, trap? Uh, no, no. Not trap. Lo-fi, <laughs> though. Lo-fi lo is something that both of us have gotten into. Yeah, I, 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 I can dig a little lo-fi. I can dig a little yeah. lo-fi from time to it's time. It's very, yeah. very simplistic I and like easy to make, but it's good. You've introduced me to lo-fi, and it's been pretty cool yeah you need like either a, a anime gif of like rain falling or of like a anime girl studying or something to go along with the lo-fi track <laughs> that's right but yeah so yeah uh bob what are we talking about man let's so, get into it yeah well the, the, well, the big question is well, we, we already established we talking about technology but i guess the real question is why why are we talking about it and so but okay and so the big reason why we kind of brought this one before you guys and talking about a little bit was because i've noticed over the years a kind of a disdain um, among Christians towards technology um, and being not the, all Christians, but a good, good portion. It, it, it comes up every now and then. Yeah. It's definitely not all by, by any means, but it's come up enough to where it's like, you know what? I, I feel like this, this, we need to talk, might need to talk about this a little bit more. One of the things on the podcast that we tend to do is if we hear enough people say something like, I think we did an episode on baptism because, or no, not baptism uh, on the Sabbath because mm -hmm. enough people online were saying mm. you shouldn't care about the Sabbath anymore. And we were like, oh, okay, well, we'll do an episode on it. So yeah. you, you probably have heard over the years, listeners mm -hmm. in our group, probably heard people say, you know, be care be wary of technology. Yeah. And so and be be beware. <laughs> and, and being, be being, where, being the tech beware. enthusiast that I am, I, I tend to. Uh, be more sensitive to hearing that. Not not, sen not sensitive like emotionally, but just I pick up on it. When when, when I see it, I, it, mm -hmm. it sticks with me a little we bit understand, more. We understand that you have a girlfriend and her name is Technology. And <laughs> you don't want to share your time with Technology and Bethany, but you have to. And so anytime somebody <laughs> says something bad about it, you feel like you have to come to their rescue and white knight for them. I understand. <laughs> So, but, but I mean, it's, it's very much obvious being a software engineer, I, uh, by, by day trade, uh, I definitely do have a bias towards it. Would and you say that you see the potential? Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. probably a good way to say that, right? Okay. Yeah. So I want to explore what the Bible has to say on the topic matter. There you go. Um, can I ask you something, Bob? Um, yeah. did you feel like I, I was talking to Zach, I felt like maybe you maybe had peaked on this idea partially because of our discussion in our previous series when we got into the idea that like an object can't be mm. inherently evil do you remember us yeah then you were like mm -hmm. oh you know what that's actually a interesting philosophical idea mm -hmm. 
that an object itself doesn't have a nature. Yeah, uh, it was definitely part of that. At about that same time, I had a discussion uh, with Ken Southgate on 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 uh, through a Facebook post of a mutual yeah. friend that we had, and so where they were sharing a video from uh, Boston Dynamics, and it was showing. And it, uh, is this the people that make the robot dog? Yes. Okay. Yes, ah, and it was showing yeah. some of the new uh, some of the things they've been coming with, and and the more human like they become, the more creepy they become. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't find it to be creepy at all because they don't try to make it look human, but they try to make it kind of behave like a sure. bipedal human would. You know behave. what would be really creepy? And so people begin to panic a little bit over these things because they seem to reflect human uh, yeah. uh, movement. You know what would be really creepy? These like winged, let's call them locusts with uh, female faces, oh, the face of a human, and the yeah. uh, long hair of a woman, yeah, um, laying waste, bringing pestilence, and yeah. laying waste. Yeah, that would be kind of scary. <laughs> I heard, I heard Elon Musk is working on that. <laughs> God well, spoke to him in dream and said, "Read this book of, read, read this, this chapter of Revelations, yeah. and I want you to make it." That'd be cool, wouldn't it, Bob? Anyway. I always feel so bad for that that robot dog because they're always like kicking it around. Like, what is the deal with that? They're well, like, boom for all yeah. of you, for all of you listeners who know what metal gear solid is, <laughs> we're almost there with <laughs> metal gear. Yeah. Right. So, no, but to, uh, to, to your question, Zach, with the reason what they're doing is they're actually showing how stable it is that it's not just yeah. going to knock down easily. It can, it can actually correct its, its position and, get back up and not, not not pull a turtle so to speak you right, know right flip and over flip and it's just well even when it does pull a turtle it can right itself exactly it get and, up. And, um, and that's yeah. its main point so I, it's pretty impressive but man like it totally like it looks mean mean <laughs> as junk when they're just like kicking it in the head and and and, and, and like you said about potential and stuff <laughs> yes. uh, i know that the one of the pur- main purposes of it is to either bring medicine supplies you can even uh from what i understand of the newest model you can pack like a person or two mm-hmm. and carry them off the battlefield on, on a very related note, on the meanness of it, um, I, I, I work with uh, I work with an incredible woman. Her husband makes has owns his own technology company, and he has robots that go through grocery stores and basically look at inventory on the shelves. Oh, wow! And so it just it just it's a large cylinder on wheels that just goes around and watches inventory. And well, people thought it kind of looked menacing, so one of their customers, this grocery store chain, actually put googly eyes on it and gave it a name <laughs> tag of Marty. And it looks hilarious and awesome, and it it took the menacing completely away. It's hilarious. So uh, th- there was a one a major newspaper. I want to say it was the New York Times. Maybe in a different one. Maybe it was maybe maybe it was the Wall Street uh, 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 Wapo, uh, the Washington Post. Either way, they did a story on Marty. It was hilarious. Everybody party party. God had a best friend, Marty. That's right. Oh my gosh, no um, one else is going to get that so, reference. So, no, well, unless you've known the ancient Zach and Colin days. Um, so, uh, Bob, let me ask you. Yes. Because we're, we're, we're coming from the viewpoint of Christianity, I want to know uh, what what does the Bible say? And in your words, well, I mean, you, you've obviously written it down. Uh, would you say that the Bible has a lot to say about technology? Well, no. Uh, well, just as the Bible doesn't use the word Trinity yet gives glimpses of the idea through scripture. It also doesn't use the word technology either. Um, yet we see hints of technology all throughout. Okay, yes. So, for example... I agree. 
So for, for example, like construction, uh, one of the more obvious ways technology is mentioned throughout the Bible. We have the ark in Genesis 6. We got the tabernacle in, in Exodus 25 through 30 and how it's supposed to be built. I wanted to add the, one before you go further past um, yeah. the, the first five books. I mean, obviously the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel yeah. is a neat one. At that time. That's a great example. from. They, yeah. I, and I don't want to get into the negative just yet. But at that time, they believed that they could build a ladder to heaven. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that might have seen like a technological breakthrough. Oh, absolutely. I would yeah, fully agree with that. Tower of Babel is a very interesting story because of what they did. Like the Bible doesn't necessarily come down and condemn the fact that it was just a mere tower. Right. But it was what they were doing with it. It's the intent. They wanted to replace God. Basically. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, sorry, yeah. continue. About no, it. The, the, yeah, no, that's that a great was one point. you didn't mention that I thought I'd bring up. Mm-hmm. No, and I th- thank you for doing that. So, absolutely. So, we also got the temple in Jerusalem um, in 1 Kings 6 with, uh, with uh, King Solomon. And also, they reference the way the temple is built in. in Jesus mm-hmm. as the cornerstone, and that is actually a tech, mm. uh, that's actually another yes. breakthrough in the way that we construct buildings. Yeah, um, and so yes, you could you could equate that to a uh, technological or knowledge based breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got the wall of Jerusalem uh, um, uh, um, being being rebuilt. Um, I believe that was Nehemiah who did that, um, and then Jesus himself he talks quite a bit. He talks about the man who builds a tower without counting the cost. Um, and uses that as a metaphor throughout mm-hmm. his throughout his teachings. He also tells us that he's going to go to his father's house and prepare a place for us. And that was actually wedding language, where the where the groom, before he can take a bride, must go to uh, what people did in that day was they would go to their father's house and they would mm-hmm. physically build, build a room. room onto his father's house and he would continue to work on it, work on it. And he and he would work on it until his father says, "Yes, this is now good enough." And that at that point, he would then grab his uh, gather up his men, and then they would go and march to his bride's house, right. and where the bridesmaids would then be uh, be waiting, which is where you get language like with the bridesmaids and the lamps parables right. and other parables like it. But the point is, is that building onto your father's? I mean, that's pure construction right there. So, so uh, would you say that because of the culture and the knowledge of that time? Mm-hmm. Uh, we see technology just just laden in the history of the time. Oh, sure, absolutely. But, but God does, you know, He He instructs us to to make things a certain way to build things. Yes, but we yes. but masonry would have to be a, a skill that you would have to have vast knowledge of. Jesus Himself was a table maker. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of tools was He using? That kind of actually, thing. they say or not he was, a table maker, well, a carpenter. They, they say He was a carpenter, but because in that time in that mm-hmm. place there was very there wasn't as much wood right he really build structures out of wood he probably was more of like oh. a mason actually yeah. it makes sense yes. which is which yeah. is really neat yeah and and mm-hmm. uh so my my but also my second point just kind of building off of that is um like for example um the pyramids uh so if we look at the uh mm-hmm. the, the moses story i'm not yeah moses yes. story um, there isn't there isn't a huge amount of focus on like how this stuff is getting made, but we do. Sure. But we do meet characters in the story that are masons, and we meet characters that are uh, 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 slaves that are moving the pieces and things like that. I think that the Bible it does say that they made bricks. That does say that they That's made about bricks. as specific as it gets. Right. It doesn't really sure. say what they were building. So, like in yeah. one of my favorite musicals, uh, The Prince of Egypt, the the song mm. is like straw. 
and yeah. water, water yeah. and yeah. sand. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, he's teaching us how to make a big stone thing. Yeah. And so uh, what I'm saying is I think that the scriptures really care more about what the story is saying and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to God and the lessons there. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're not, the technology is not being advanced over sure. those couple thousands of years as sure. we're reading through it. Mm-hmm. Probably the other two big aspects of technology that are mentioned is the farming aspect is used yep. throughout scripture quite a bit. Jesus used it all throughout his teachings as well. Pruning. Yes. And yes. And so these were technological advancements and the tools that were used and things like that are mentioned all throughout just in passing. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the talking about the yoke of the oxen, you know, Jesus is uh, my my, the, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke, that's a technological advancement to allow two animals to push uh, a very large, heavy piece of equipment in an effort to plow a field. And then you also got um, probably the other major one that's talked about. They all mentioned like the dyes and things like that, which are in themselves technological oh, yeah. advancements. Yeah. But also in, in Revelations chapter three, we got the church of Laodicea, which often uh, gets a bad rap and rightfully so. But he mentions in there the eye solve that they have. That was a huge technological breakthrough. Mm. It was it was the one of the very first eye medicines that were out there. This this liquid that could put in your eye as a treatment. Ah, see, and I was and, I was going about to mention um, right around the time of the Old Testament of the first five books. Um, one of the things they don't really mention that much, but by the time of Jesus, clearly there is wine, and there has been for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, one of the things I yeah. talked to you about was oh um, yes, one of the oldest documented. Uh, uh, historical cases of medicine being treated like used as actual medicine is when the Sumerians used wine yeah. to treat illnesses. But, ah, but at the yes. time, what they what what maybe people only understood a little bit of is that if you ferment something and make alcohol, you're also purifying that liquid of all mm-hmm. impurities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that people didn't understand maybe way back then is how dirty. And how much bacteria and how much like if you're getting sick oh, yeah. with with things and you you're like, oh, well, it must just be whatever uh, a, a curse from uh, the Egyptian God or something like that. And then they would drink wine and feel better. Yeah. And both they both, were drinking something pure without bacteria. That's yeah. that's a, that's a big thing. So that's I thought even though even though it's not explicitly, you know, the history of wine isn't explicitly talked about in the scripture. It is a yeah. thing that we see time and time again. Speaking of medicine, Luke was a doctor. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's a neat point. Too. Yes. Yeah. And I he, forgot about that. Yeah, he wrote, obviously, what we, we attribute him to the book of Luke as well as the book of Acts and itself. Acts. That's right. Yeah. It was actually one book. Oh, it was yeah. one book, yeah. and we split yeah. it up Luke later. Acts. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so, we, so, so though the Bible doesn't say this technology created mm-hmm. this, it's, it does, it is seen in the characters and in the stories of the scripture mm-hmm. as we go through. But he, here's one of the big things that I've noticed is that the Bible, as you point out, it's mentioned all throughout, but it never really says anything about whether the Bible is for or whether God is for or against mm. the technology itself. Sure. And to me, that's a really, really, and so people are like, well, what, what do I make from it? And I was like, well, that's a big point in by itself. The fact that uh-huh. it's not mentioned one way or the other is huge to me. Yeah, I think um, one point we'll probably get to later mm-hmm. would be that, in my opinion, the scripture says this thing happened mm-hmm. or this thing will happen mm-hmm. or this thing happened before. Mm. How we get there, whether technology is a is a big part of that, mm-hmm. it is still 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. But but, so, but, but if, if technology was evil, mm. God would have said something about it. If it was wrong, God sure. would have told so, us. So if go, so he would have said like a commandment, like don't develop anything further than this. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Or, or or don't use this type of thing. Don't don't use that instrument. Don't don't use don't develop in this kind of way. So mm-hmm. so one of the one of the historical times when the church actually sort of I guess they um I think it's called the dark age of repression or something like that and a lot of a lot of people you know they attribute the non-advancement for a while to the church like re- mm. repressing certain things which maybe mm-hmm. as a result of the fear of things like art things like whatever so um I don't I mean I'm not going to go much into that cuz it kind of gets a soft topic but but your point is valid in that there are people who have had a serious fear of developing to mm. a certain extent in the mm-hmm. wrong direction of uh, their opinion of the wrong direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, and, and you're absolutely right. And that's, and that's where so much of it tends to, to focus It's it's around a, the negativity often comes with a fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is, which is, uh, been quite surprising to me. Well, um, I can quote a movie that is very wise. Um, and it is from the uh, town fool, I believe in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure <laughs> where he uh, is got the, um, the phone booth on the back of his wagon. He says, they came out from the sky and they had <laughs> horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's a joke in a lot of time travel movies. Like don't go back to the middle ages. They'll, they'll burn us at the stake. Yeah. I think they say that in one of the yeah. back to the future movies. Oh, be burned. They're at the magic. Stake. They're demons. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, yeah. And that so is a, that is a right. trope. Um, mm-hmm. This is not to say that um, the Bible doesn't guide our ethics for living. Like we absolutely believe. Right. Oh, absolutely. Does, you know, um, but I guess kind of this, we were talking about this idea of how technology is more of a neutral thing. And we, I think all kind of agreed that in some ways it's like a tool. It, it really, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it is, it is the mm. universal tool. If you've yeah. played Minecraft, <laughs> uh, you have a wooden pickaxe, but eventually you can get yeah. a diamond pickaxe. Well, I was going to talk about um, a board game. So there's this, yes, board game, there's this board game called Stone Age. All three of us have played it. Yes. Um, it's actually one of my wife's favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those where you have your, um, your they're called meeples. Yep. And you put them on different resources and you roll the dice. I double up on population personally. You yeah you early can, game you can inc- you can go to the baby making hut there you go and uh, increase your population I sneak and get in there more, first get more little guys um, but one of the things that you can do is you can increase your tool and that just basically adds like a one to your dice roll so if you're rolling for um, fishing, if you're rolling f- making if you're fishing or if you're rolling for gold yeah. let's say uh, you got to roll like a six you got to have six for every gold that you get yeah. well. Say you roll and you only get a five. Um, no gold for you. You can use your one tool and bump it up to six, and there you go. Right. And so, really, all the you develop this tool over time, and um, it really just makes you more efficient at whatever you're mm-hmm. doing. It makes your job a little yeah. easier. Doesn't Absolutely. mean doesn't mean that it's gonna keep you from making a mistake. You might mine a bunch of gold, and then the next round you can't spend it on anything. You know, That's right. you can make missteps. But either way, whether you're making wise decisions or not, your tool makes you more efficient. It is. Yeah. It is and it, I believe that if we really get down to brass tacks of what technology truly is, it is it is both efficiency. 
It is making something easier. Mm-hmm. It is making something accessible that previously wouldn't be accessible. Like for mm-hmm. example, oil in the ground. Um, so what, what it tends to, what technology tends to trend toward is a person trying to solve the problem of something that is currently too hard or unattainable. Mm-hmm. Which, In many would, ways. Yeah. Would that be a, would that be a pretty clear understanding of mm-hmm. fundamental basics of, uh, technology? Yeah, yeah. I think from the basic perspective, absolutely. So when they say make a better mousetrap, um, it's because the current mousetrap is works, but it also snaps and hurts the mouse. And so the whole game, board game, speaking of board games, the mousetrap board game is the joke of, can you make a better mousetrap? And so is there a more efficient way? I don't think so. I once tried to uh, put my textbook on the side of a big uh, cooking pot and get the mouse to fall in and I wouldn't be able to Hmm. climb up the sides. (laughs) But then my cat ate it. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of double whammied on that one. (laughs) All right. So I digress. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, well, before we go any further, one thing I want to talk about was some of the perceived viewpoints that I've had, uh, that I've seen when it comes to... Oh, I've got a ton, Bob. So, (laughs) do you? Yeah. Me and Colin, we're basically Amish. Like, (laughs) we shouldn't even be on this podcast right Right. now, but we, we hold our noses and we do this podcast... For everyone else's benefit. But we hate it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, if you've ever seen Better Call Saul, he's Amish, but I am the um brother, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, who is a who ha- oh, is you're allergic to technology. Allergic to technology. Yeah. And this came out uh before the five G thing. That's so right. It's very pioneering. He said, It's a real thing. Oh. <laughs> and he shakes really bad. So, okay, let's, yeah, talk, let's talk about the perceived fears, yes. Bob. Yeah. So, so basically I, what I found is that it seems to fall into among Christians specifically seems to fall under two, two main camps. Okay. And, and they both seem to involve a lot of in time thought processes. It's a big one. Okay. So the first one is fear of technology being the bark, the, being the mark of the beast in disguise. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And the second one seems to be the fear of technology triggering the end times and the subsequent judgments that come with it and the mm-hmm. devastations among the world. Yeah. And things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm talking first, I believe that a lot of what is described in Revelation is John's interpretation of what he's seeing and mm-hmm. the the accuracy and validity mm-hmm. of his dream, which we, we have to, as Christians, assume this was a prophetic vision from the Lord. Absolutely. And if we believe that is accurate and uh, then we have to believe that the things that he saw and, and perceived in his visions would be um, hard to describe for a person of his time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think there will come a time Mm -hmm. in our history in the future. Some at some point where the woman, the woman haired, uh, Human faced, human faced, winged, pestilent, man faced woman hair uh, would <laughs> would be just like a big the robot drone or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And then in terms of uh, the mark, if we're going to be talking about that, we what, will. Yeah. Uh, it only says it will be uh, on the hand or somewhere on the body, and yes, it'll be the forehead. Visit. Yeah, hand and forehead were the uh-huh. two main places it mentions. That. And and um, it, at the time, you know, two thousand years ago, they might think it was just like a, somebody drew, drew a symbol on you. But we don't know what that will look like. Sure. It, um, and who knows which things are pointing more to a spiritual kind of symbolic reality. Sure. And which things are literal 
things about to pass. Right, because when, yeah. we, when, it, when God looks at us, he can see marks on us that we don't see. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, he can see marks on our soul. Um, but th- I, I tend to believe because the way Revelation is describing things, I believe that he is really perceiving things. Now, whether yeah. or not the things he is perceiving are allegorical images that he is supposed to interpret mm-hmm. is one thing. Yeah. But there are, but there are a lot of people. He who, did literally have visions. I think, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and so that's where we get a lot of trepidation yeah. about yeah, yeah. where, where our technology is headed. Mm-hmm. Would, would you say that's fair, Bob? I, I think so. I think so. Like, um, you know, the, the question that's up in the air is whether or not that fear is justified. I sure. guess. And so Bob, obviously you're, you're, uh, you're a man of technology. Yes. I, I am openly biased you're, towards it. You are a man he is of, from, he's from technology, uh, the nation technology. of technology. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I guess but, my point is, my point is that like, we don't know what the future holds. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. But a point that I will probably make this entire podcast is that technology is technology. A person, uh, Satan, the enemy, um, can use it. Like Zach said, tool. Um, we have to understand that the intention behind technology makes a lot more difference than technology itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Would you, would you say that's fair? Sure. Sure. Anyway, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. So when it comes to the first point here of technology kind of being the mark of the beast, this is an argument I've literally heard for de- for de- for decades. And I mean, and I get where they're coming from in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, because uh, tattoos. Yeah. Oh, I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've heard that. Um, so um, if you've so, got one and the big reasons why people care so much is first and foremost, to, um, the mark controls the ability, according to the to scriptures, according to revelations, it, it, revelation, it tells us that it will control the ability to buy and sell goods. Right. And so, well, I will still want to be able to go to the Walmart and, you know, buy my food. So I'm worried that I'm going to need a mark in order to do that. I think that, and and another reason that fear might be something that we go to is because, you know, we're starting to hear about this kind of technological advancement recently. Well, well, the, in the last 20 years, we're hearing a lot, a lot about that. Well, the thing is, we've actually heard a lot about this for the last 100 years. No, I, I understand. But yes. I'm talking so, about the implementation. Well, like, well, well, no, and that's what I'm saying. For mm-hmm. over 100 years, it started with the barcode. The barcode was the first um, thing where, oh, where, where people started panicking. I see what you mean. Because now we can track inventory. And if we can track yeah. inventory, then we can track people. And then it became about the debit card and the credit card, where and then currency goes to more of this electronic form, and people begin to panic sure. with that. That well, well, now I'm going to need a chip, and I'm going to be tracked. And it's always about the tracking, you know, about what I what I do buy, what I do sell. And now the the new fear has to do with microchips. And what I find most interesting about this, in so many ways, is that the next generation that comes along after the start of these innovations uh-huh. tends to be pretty uh, lackadaisical towards it. So, so, so what? For example, um, a lot of people in our grandparents' generation are still fearful of things like credit and debit cards, whereas we're like, eh, yeah, I mean, I've got a debit card in my wallet, yeah. so what? No big deal. Um, so, and the I idea say, of a barcode? Mm. Well, that's just—I mean, it's just a barcode. So what? I would say that um, that applies to a lot of things, not just the mark of the beast. Um, we have 
been desensitized, and I would say that some and that of, could be what it is. It's a desensitization, desensitization over yeah. time mm-hmm. of the previous generation's innovations. Well, so like you know, we we talked on the horror movies episode about how mm-hmm. you know something very very risque, like yeah. the um, leg swinging scene from Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in the '30s might have seemed risque then. Now seems like yeah. G rated movie. Sure, um, and so. Uh, yeah, usually as a, as a joke thrown in there at, sure. in the yeah. G rated film. Yeah. Sure, sure. So the, um, the, the issue, I guess the, the fear mm-hmm. um, is that maybe we become so relaxed and desensitized that we can't, we can't see something that might be coming down the pipe. Absolutely. Yeah. And then as a result, we accidentally end up with the mark of the beast. Well, I don't, I mean, but, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, but the, this is, this is a fear yeah, that I'm hearing from people. That's a fear. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, so, but what I mean is like, as far as desensitization, yeah. for example, in movies, mm, yeah. you might've had a movie nowadays that somebody in uh, like your grandparents would have been like, this is terribly evil. Sure. And they may not, or may or may or may not be wrong, but that's, sure. that's just kind of the culture we live in now is that mm-hmm. like things get ramped up every year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that difficulty of living in the culture, but not of yeah. it. Right. Have you guys ever heard of? Um, it's called the Roxburgh Innovation Curve. You no. might not know no, the I'm, name. I've never heard this. But it's there's this, never this there's this bell curve when it comes to um, like innovation, and the context I learned about it with was for like church innovation. So hmm. if you're trying to right. like implement something new at your church, they applied this to that. Um, but there's about ten percent of people on either end. One end of the spectrum is going to be early adopters and they're going to be all in with a certain innovation. And Mm. there's a 10% on the other side that are just going to resist it. But what they find is that in the natural cycle of innovations, that 10% that resist often become the innovators of the next thing. So the example would be with uh, GMO food. Yeah. They came up with, um, they invented GMOs, which, basically make your farming a lot more efficient by genetically modifying like your corn or your wheat or something. They genetically modify cattle as well. A lot of stuff. Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Basically anything farming related could be genetically modified, Mm -hmm. but there's like 10% of farmers and other people, consumers even who will resist that. They don't want this GMO stuff. Right. And they became the people who pioneered the new like organic, like marketing movement. And mm. so that was their invention because they resisted the f- further thing. And so now right. you start over with a new innovation curve. So and there's people called what? Roxburgh's innovation curve. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. No, yeah. I've not heard of that, but that, that, that makes sense. Oh yeah. Um, we have, um, I think that one of the, the things about technology too, that I, I would love to just point out an observation I've had is that a lot of times, if it is a technological advancement that requires a lot of work and time, it will be, often put aside to 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 serve something a little bit easier for example mm-hmm. male pa- male pattern baldness mm-hmm. has been a thing that everybody taught like oh do you not want to be bald anymore here's this new thing and then alongside it's like wait we're, we're we're sending money to this like come on people can be bald if we we have like diseases just to help fix and sure. we have things like that or uh you know i don't want to get crude but uh male enhancement Right. Things that are like, oh, we're going to keep pushing this kind of technology. And so what's fun is thinking to yourself, like, if if only technology was on the forefront for, like, the betterment of, like, important stuff. But I guess then you get... 
bogged down on like what's really important. Some people think that if you're bald, you can't even exist. You know, so I don't know. I just think it's <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like uh, a lot of times, technology serves the like immediate fix. True. You get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, one long rant I shouldn't probably get on, but uh, <laughs> but you're going to anyways. I will be very condensed. Is um, pirating, pirating movies, pirating oh, gotcha. music. When the internet age first came about, that was like a big thing. Like sure. yeah. every, even even layman's of the internet knew how to pirate. My dad was like huge on Napster, throwing him under like, the rug. Huh? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, he was like he would like he taught me how to do it. Like. Right. And so and so here is the here is part of this, and we don't have to get into it too long. And is that the government literally could not figure out how mm-hmm. to stop that? Yeah. Because it, the internet itself was like a free market where people could do a trade or uh, share whatever they want. And the government mm-hmm. can't just shut down the internet. And even if they tried to shut down the internet, people would just figure it out anyway. They would have their own little mm-hmm. host IP or whatever. And so eventually they were like, what can we do? What can we do? People are lazy, right? What if we just make a streaming service that has mm-hmm. all your movies all the time for one flat yeah. fee? Well, the government didn't do this, but <laughs> no, but, but I'm but saying the, said, yeah. the, what is that called? The free market did it. Yeah, like yes, a, right. a, a supply. I'm sorry, there was a demand mm-hmm. and a technology then supplied a quick, easy fix mm-hmm. that would that literally pulled on the strings of lazy people. Because if yep. you are not lazy and you want to sit at your computer for like three hours and download a movie, you can watch it. You still do now, it for free, but you got to know <laughs> now, how to do it now. With with that yeah. being said, that is still yet to turn a profit. And what I mean by that is, is Spotify has been around for um, around 10 years now, pretty close to 10 years. Uh, oh, no, 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 Bob. It is a super successful. No, 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 business. no, 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 no. Listen, listen. They have turned a profit one quarter. That was mm-hmm. that was uh, third quarter 2019. Uh-huh. And and then every single quarter before that, and every single quarter since, they have lost money. Now I don't. Um, okay. So so now I'm not saying people aren't getting paid. I'm saying yeah, as a company, they're fine. being propped up by Im- yeah. inv- investors who see the potential, yeah. but they have yet to turn a profit. Likewise, it honestly took Amazon almost two decades to actually yeah. become profitable. Yeah. Sure. And now they're a powerhouse. Yes. We're getting, so, we're getting into yeah. economics and stuff. I was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, making a point that, uh, th- that streaming is a good example of, there wasn't really like a need to invent streaming yeah. except that people were lazy and yeah. didn't want to go download yeah. their movie. And like, and it, people and, were cheap and people know? were cheap and didn't yeah. want to pay for a movie. So yeah. then technology was like, well, I guess we'll just put every movie on like one thing on your TV, but you got to pay for it. And then that brought some, some money back from the pirators. Yeah. Right. There you go. Long well, rant over. <laughs> so, so that's what brings about the end times, right? Well, here's Napster. Well, here's the thing. Is that cat from like Napster but, but, really the devil? Well, <laughs> here's the thing though, about the mark of the beast. If we really look at the way technology trends. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that same spirit of streaming, if somebody was a dastardly person, let's say the enemy, and they had influence over a corporation, let's say. I know I'm getting a little out there, but um, let's, I mean, I think this is totally possible that this, that Satan would have influence yep. over a corporation. I think it would be very, very plausible to say that a corporation with technological advancement could be motivated into a lot of evil acts using technology for despicable ends. Oh, yeah, it, it, that, that very well could be. I mean, what's many what, examples exist. I won't name them, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very quite possible Those that, scallions. That, that technology could be used yeah. for, for evil, just uh-huh. like it can be used for good. We, we've seen that in a lot of variety mm-hmm. of different ways. Poison versus medicine. Both go in a syringe. One helps, one hurts. <laughs> hey, that, that's a very surmised way of putting it. Absolutely. So, But going real quick back to, to that Mark of the Beast, he, he, here's, here's one of the big things I want people to, to understand is that I see no biblical evidence of people accidentally receiving, <laughs> yeah, accidentally taking the mark of the beast, and in fact, a lot of people interpret yeah. the scripture that way that it is a is a choice because in the book of life, yeah, um, and, and in that yeah, section people, of Revelation, people choose Christ. Well, not just that, but then there's like the elders who who died for their faith. Mm-hmm. There is many examples the in saints, Revelations yeah. where yes, exactly. Oh, I I think it says elders in my Bible, but um, oh, gotcha. My example. Uh, that example is another example of how we have made a deliberate Mm -hmm. choice Mm -hmm. to do something in the face of our bad time. Yeah. So I I honestly don't believe that anyone is going to accidentally end up with the mark. If you obtain the mark of the beast, you're going to know very much what you're doing. Now you might have been talked into it, but you know, very well deceived, deceived. Absolutely. Good word for that. That's a great way to put it. You might be deceived into it, but it's not going to be an accident. You're going to know very well where your commitment lies when it happens. It's going to be a conscious choice against God. I think what it'll be is that you'll be out in the desert and a Satan will walk up to you and they'll say, Hey, why don't you put this uh, microchip in your hand? Because it says in the Bible, (laughs) if you jump onto the microchip uh, and fall into a stone, you'll be fine. Then (laughs) you're supposed to say, you'll realize the stone isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a digital reality and your mind's been manipulated. So, but the, the second point that I brought up was the fear of technology triggering the end times. Okay, mm-hmm. and so this one I find to be uh, this one is interesting and honestly kind of humorous to me, and I don't mean that in a derogatory okay. way. I really don't. Um, but I mean, a lot of things are going to be yeah. evidence of the end times. Yes, but I mean, I, I get it that there are people who I love and who are not believers, and I want I, I want them to have more time to choose Christ. I mean, I, I fully get that. As as sure. more of our uh, coming from more of an evangelical background, this is this is the thought process that we often have. You know, we want more time to convince those we love to follow Christ. To help them for them to make that choice. I would love to have double the number of Christians by the time of the end times than we have right now today. If yeah. we could, if that was a small goal. It says that the whole world is going to hear before. So yeah. Right. But, might be, but might, from God's decree, yeah. according to the scripture, we'll have even less so, believers, which is a sad mm-hmm. story. But. but this idea of technology suddenly triggering a set of events. It's, it's, Y2K. I, I, I have a heart. No, no doubt that it, it. Remember when the world ended? <laughs> a few times. Uh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but the idea that technology is going to somehow trigger this where, where Christ is like, oh, oh, humanity sped towards this point. Oh, now there's no turning back. That, 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 that they flipped the switch. Yeah. Now we got to trigger that tribulation. Bob. I, I have a hard time believing that we are that we can control the speed any further or, or, or speed it up or slow it down any further than when it's going to arrive. Bob, in a movie that is super wise, a pastor, a priest says, you know, the mark of the beast is 666, but in the Vatican Bible, often numbers are upside down and backwards. So 666 became 999 or 1999, mm-hmm. the year of Satan's return. Right. <laughs> so Prince is the Antichrist. <laughs> According to the movie End of Days, right, that's right. that's their liturgy on that. Yeah. No, so yeah. so so there has been a lot of fear, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're right. A lot of it has been unjustifiable, unjustified fear. Um, and I think, uh, but I do believe that the fear that people have, mm-hmm. if they are a believer, if they are a Christian, 
I believe that it is okay to have a reasonable amount of fear about the enemy in the end times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think that, I think that it's more of a, I mean, what you should fear is God. Yes. Right. And not fear in the scared way, but yeah. fear in the respect mm-hmm. and admiration and awe yeah. right. inspiring yeah. way. But yeah. as we look throughout the Bible, there have been multiple mm-hmm. times when devastation has hit a group of people or all of you, hum- all of humanity. So for example, we had the flood, uh, we've yeah. got Sodom and Gomorrah. And what were the things that triggered God to take action and create and cause devastation? Definitely Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Oh my gosh. No, but it, it was the level of sin. It was, it was sin. the hearts of it, man. It was the hearts yeah. of men. It was mm-hmm. not what they were using. It was not what necessarily the things they had yeah. or their advancements that they had. It was it was their minds. It was it was what they were doing. It was the sin. So what I get at is that the things are going to trigger the devastation of the end times. If we have the Bible as our example to go off of, it's not going to be technological advancement. It's going to be the sin in the world and the hearts of man. When you're talking about the eschaton, you know, you're talking about the last days like Mm -hmm. that has a plan. And even Jesus said only the father knows the hour. Right. So we really can't affect it one way or the other. It's been ordained since the beginning. I mean, and and the big, big scripture that pretty much sums up what you're talking about, where is don't fear, don't spend your yeah. days in fear would be the uh, do do birds. True. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, sow too. and reap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's uh, Jesus yeah. on the Sermon on the Mount where he was talking about, yeah, um, that these things, they, they go throughout the birds. Don't worry about these things. Don't and worry so, about tomorrow, it literally says. For yes. It has as much troubles of, of its own. And it's so words yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And so that is true. I don't believe that we should live in fear. I think that we should we should live in a constant state of trust in the Lord, which is much much harder in, in our modern culture. Yeah. But um, I believe that it is our goal to pursue to be in that state of mind, that state of yeah. Uh, spirit. Yeah, and and, yeah. and and that's and that's really the trick, isn't it? I mean, it's the right. idea here that that we should recognize dangers, but not but not be overwhelmed, not be, let our lives be controlled by our fears. Right. And so um, the I want yeah. us to get through your notes here, but I, I just want to give a parallel that has nothing to do with technology, but has the same kind of warning and fear based thing that I think that most Christians who are justified in their fear maybe would think. And so in the minor prophets, as you read through like Daniel all the way up until um, till the actual gospel, mm-hmm. uh, you'll see plenty of times where even the temple becomes just like rife with sin mm-hmm. and the pre the, 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 the leaders and the lawmakers and the priests in the temple or in the, in the places, the holy places of that, of that area mm-hmm. would be like, would be like doing it with prostitutes in the temple mm-hmm. would be like sacrificing to other gods and things like that. That is not a technological thing. That is very much a belief system thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a human behavior, but the, the prophets, that that are lined out in those books were speaking out and saying, yeah. woe to you, this time, this this end times is coming. The Minor Prophets has so many references to the end times. It's very interesting. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And they say, these things that you're doing, just remember that there will be a time when God is going to mm-hmm. say, like, it's too late and, like, yeah. lay waste to you, right? Mm-hmm. So does technology itself carry that burden? I wouldn't say. I would say no. But I would say that technology can be used to maybe fulfill certain yeah. aspects of what people fear when when leading to sin as right. a tool of the enemy to get us there faster and if more efficiently. Yeah. 
our hearts are messed up and will lead us astray. Um, technology, just like any tool, can make that happen. Make it easier. Faster or bigger. Yeah. That's my argument, is that um, technology could make it yeah. easier for you to fall into sin. Whether or not you decide you want to sin sure. yeah. is still on your, your plate. Yeah. But like you said, there's deceptions out there. Yeah. There is a lot no, of coercion. I, I, I tend to, I, I like the analogy of the uh, stovetop. Um, and what I mean by that is that stovetop was an incredible technological invention. It yeah. allowed us to cook indoors for the first mm-hmm. time in human history. Right. That was a big deal. It allowed cities to develop and people live in closer quarters to one another as a result of this. Um, but putting, uh, but that doesn't come without its own dangers. Putting your hand on a stovetop that is, <laughs> that is active, it will burn you. That's right. Touching something that is on the stovetop can burn you if you don't have the proper equipment to protect it. That's right. But mm-hmm. does that mean that it doesn't have benefits? Oh, it has incredible right. benefits, but yeah. those benefits, but that doesn't change the true dangers that it has. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, the number one cause of house fires in America is unattended food uh, unattended stovetops and the number one cause of deaths in the sims three and four are uh people not that having have a, your cooking level high enough or your <laughs> or your repair skill make sure that yeah. you make sure that you you know grab that cooking book and research it and then you'll hear point. this at you'll least hear, one point you'll hear beep mm-hmm. beep yeah and then you'll hear your sim go yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> hilarious yep i wanted so, to say uh, one more thing about the mark of the beast and just real quick oh yeah yeah but what, what i like to tell people about that and i say the same thing for like um you know how jesus talks about blasphemy of the holy spirit and how it's an unforgivable sin yes if you're worried about it that's a sign that you haven't done it <laughs> i think you're right yeah you know uh, yes yeah i think our hearts are very important kind of like with yeah. blasphemy of the holy spirit like that's turning your heart away and not even recognizing yes. like mm. god yeah. and so the Holy Spirit is what like makes you afraid and like convicted that you'll like fall away from God. Sure. And it's kind of the same thing with the mark of the beast. I think the people who are wearing that mark of the beast are doing it proudly. You know, it's kind of the point. So Bob, yeah. are you saying just to jump down to another topic? Are you saying there is nothing to fear with technology? Well, no, I, I, Bob, no, that's a great question. And, <laughs> and, and, and the, go what, ahead, Bob. I do think there is a level of, of, of healthy caution towards it. Um, okay, I, I really do. And I, I don't, I, but I don't think fear is what, is what we should hold toward them. Um, oh, okay. I understand. Caution versus fear. Yes. And so, hmm. so despite, and, and so like going back to the, to the stovetop, okay. Is there real dangers there? Yes. Should we fear the stovetop? I, I don't, I don't think so. We, we, we should have a healthy level of caution towards it, but I'm not going to live in a state of fear over my stove. So I'm not gonna let you, it control my life and my thought processes. When you enter the grocery store and there's a sign that says "caution, wet floor," do you then like scream at the top of your lungs and run? <laughs> that's a great room? point. No, 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 that's a great point. No, no, you, 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 you adjust your step. You make sure that you're mm-hmm. you're, you're more cautious with it. And then you move on with your life. You, you, you make the appropriate mm-hmm. adjustments necessary, yeah. but it doesn't stop you in your tracks. So, so let me ask you, would this be, this isn't exactly a one for one for your situation, but sure. Do you, you know, the expression, uh, know thine enemy or like, uh, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, the, the, uh, a known evil. What's that expression? Um, better the, better the devil, you know, do you know that expression? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Better the devil, you know, is an expression that means if you have two things that you're worried or scared about or mm-hmm. some two things that are bad, 
it's better to have knowledge. It's better to be to deal with the thing you have knowledge of. Yeah. Mm. So then, then, then to worry about the thing you you don't have knowledge. Right. Of. Like so, if you're ignorant of technology and you assume that it's something bad, but you don't know anything about it, and then you learn that it's just a piece of your car that makes your car go really fast, aka NOS. Um, then right. it's not a big deal. But if you've never driven a car and you push that NOS button and then you just go careening off the side of the road and you say it's evil, mm-hmm. maybe you should have known a little bit more about it before you installed it in your car. <laughs> not talking about anyone in particular, but uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, what it seems like you're describing is this idea that w- if we had better knowledge of some of these things, we may feel less fear towards them. Caution also comes with a good, uh, I would say caution also comes with understanding. Maybe mm-hmm. like so, yeah. and a, a healthy right. respect towards it. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. I, this is not a subject we should get into on this podcast, but maybe someday. But a, a lot of gun owners would say that you shouldn't you shouldn't really own a gun until you know how to use it. I know that like mm-hmm. there's people who don't believe that, but I would say that that's how I feel. I wouldn't own a gun unless mm-hmm. I at least went to the range and had someone instruct me how to use it. Sure. That gives me the right amount of caution so that nothing yeah. bad happens. Yeah. And uh, of course, a firearm is a form of technology. Sure. And so, uh, what, what, um, going back real quick to this idea of fear, I tend to find when I'm looking at scripture that there's three main types of fear, and you you already touched on one of them, Colin. That was the fear of the Lord. And so, fearfully so, and wonderfully made. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, so that's the first one. The second one is the fear is is that you see in scripture is fear of the enemies of God, and arguably the unknown future that they hold for you, which I think you've also kind of touched on a little bit. And the third one is the flat-out fear of the unknown. And so here's what I find is that the first one, the fear of the Lord, is the only healthy fear that is yeah. ever mentioned that we right. should do. And so it's and, the beginning of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. And, so, so, and once again, it, this isn't really about uh, you know uh, being truly afraid of God as much as having a very strong, healthy respect for his sovereignty and his power yeah. and the fact that if he that that if he wanted to smite you right where you sit he could and you, there'd be a little greasy spot where I was once sitting at. I think that's something that we have trouble with in kind of the modern we do. American I we do. I I because I think, we have so much freedom like mm-hmm. we don't really feel like we have an authority that we respect with like an awestruck type of respect yes. that we should have towards God. Yes. That he like, is the creator of yeah. all. And if he so chooses destroyer of all. Right. So yeah, we better, tend to think of ourselves as like independent, mm-hmm. like units that can have sovereignty of our own. I would, I, 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 I don't yeah. think this is a scripture, but I guess it's a colon, a colonism that would be better to spend your life in fear of the Lord and gain the kingdom than to live your life with a reckless abandon and gain damnation. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of people are like, I would never like, I don't want to like believe in somebody. Well, who it's like Pascal's wager. Yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's what I find is that the second two that are mentioned, the fear of the enemies of God and the fear of the unknown, they are always discouraged the second and the third they are mm-hmm. always discouraged throughout scripture elsa there's from, over 300 from, times in the bible where this is mentioned it's courage go ahead i was just gonna say elsa clearly one of the bigger christian figures in the last oh uh, yeah decade definitely because she <laughs> proclaims into the unknown right like just go into it <laughs> like don't fear the unknown just yeah. go yeah gotta love that biblical film frozen oh my lord mm-hmm. okay yes a whole nother uh, episode for a different day so, I mean, but there's a variety of verses we could get into from Isaiah um, to uh, to the Psalms 
uh, Paul mentions numerous times, you know, that uh, uh, one of my favorites is from Second Timothy chapter one. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love mm-hmm. and of a sound mind. Paul says living in fear is not having a sound mind. It is the opposite of a sound mind. And so that, 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 that I think is extremely crucial that we've got to recognize. Mm-hmm. So Zach, you mentioned, there's like a notes here thing where you talk about revelation and pretending to the, uh, to the Mark, but I like what hey, you, I like what you put here about the, the worshipful and spiritual aspect of it and about how our, uh, I guess, d- go ahead. Sorry. So revelation, I've, come to learn a lot about revelation as I've read it and, yeah. and thought Ooh, about share, it. I thought about it as pertaining to worship a lot. I think a lot of people miss that. Like I think people approach revelation as a um, scary book about the future. And mm-hmm. it is, I mean, so there's some me, things in some there ways that, it is. that are kind of fearful. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a triumphant book. It is a triumphant book, but see, the thing is, is that, Revelation, just as much as it talks about the future, it also talks about things that are happening right now. Yeah. You know, because John gets transported and he sees heaven. Doesn't sure. necessarily say that all that stuff in heaven is the future heaven. It's probably what's happening now with like the creatures like around the throne of well, God. There is that there is uh, a passage from uh in Revelation where you see the saints of heaven saying, mm-hmm. crying out to the Lord, how much longer do we have to wait for you to, to, and the to, to have vengeance? Yeah, yeah. So it's really just kind of appealing back of the curtain. So I think that there's a lot of things in revelation that are more spiritual reality that we just don't really know about yet. So, so Bob mentioned the, the fear thing. And I thought Mm -hmm. when I started reading this, I thought it it touched, touched together very well because we, we should have a healthy fear of the Lord, but we shouldn't fear the Lord's will. Yes. I think that's a great way of putting it. You know, I think that there's, there might be reasons that you might feel afraid because it does talk about people being martyred. Sure. You know, well, yeah. well, it talks I, about tribulation. Yeah. I'd be afraid to die. I would be afraid faith. of that. Yes. I think yes. it's okay to admit that we would be oh, afraid. Sure. No, of no, that. no. Uh, being yeah. afraid. That's that, that is yeah. a healthy emotion that I sometimes have. It keeps us from touching that stovetop. It keeps us from mm-hmm. touching that hot pan. You know, it, it helps us have that proper cautionary perspective. Yeah. But there's a difference between being afraid a little bit and like living in fear, living in fear. I might right. be afraid and still go and do it anyways, because yeah. I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know that's the will of God, even though that I'm going to put myself in danger of doing so. I was afraid to, in many ways, to step out and leave the country and live in China for several mm-hmm. years. But we did it. And it was an incredible experience that I continually bring up time and time again because it was so life impacting. Yeah. And so there's something about that step of obedience and saying, even though like I'm afraid, God, I need you to help me because I'm taking this step. There's something about that that I think draws the Lord in. Mm. Like it helps us be more in his presence because we need him more. So it draws you closer to him. Forces you, know? you to trust in that yeah, in, in the Lord. Yeah, and I think I think that a lot is what's happening in Revelation, and so that's why Revelation pertains so much to worship, and why there's so much imagery with worship there, because you're in this. It takes you to this state where, like, you don't know what the future holds, and God's like doing these crazy things on Earth. Um, so mm-hmm. we just know that we that we worship that we worship our way through it. Right. Absolutely. Happens, so. Um. So. Um. Yeah. You yeah. know we've touched on a few things, revelation, fear, but, but, but evil destruction, China. So I think that's a good segue <laughs> into our next topic, 
which is about robots. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> all those things are related to robots. <laughs> yes. Well, just as a stovetop has very real benefits and very real dangers, I view robots honestly a lot in the same way. Um, can can they provide us with very positive benefits? Oh, absolutely. But is there a danger in them? It's that's quite possible. Is it quite possible? Yeah. I mean, once again, I'm biased towards technology, so I tend to I can't help but focus on the benefits. I robot that robots uh, the robotics can offer. Oh, us. you mean the like robotic broom? I mean that there's going to be a bunch of robots <laughs> yes. walking around. Oh, you're talking about the Roombas. Roombas just, Roombas. just, just rolling around the well, floor. Well, there's a different brand that's called iRobot. Oh, you're right. iRobots yeah. the, was one of the other brands. And then a there's another one that's called Bob, apparently. Oh, really? Yes. And then a master AI is going to turn them all against humanity and they're going to kill everybody. <laughs> and then we'll have the Matrix, basically. And then so. the drones will like drop packages from Amazon and everyone's heads. And there's another there movie that kind of makes this point, mm-hmm. too, Bob. Yeah. We're talking about the Terminator. Basically, the word itself means I'm going to kill people. Yeah. Terminate them. You're absolutely right. It, 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 is, a, it is a movie. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, and it's series. pretty much true. That's like the modern revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, didn't like D-Day happen in like 2003 in T2 <laughs> Judgment Day? It did. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's 2003. It's coming. They keep having to like push it back a little bit further just yeah. to like the not retcon. They change the timeline. Yeah. yeah. So. At the very least, this is this is very much science fiction. But I would even go as far as to categorize it as science fantasy. In all honesty, okay, yeah. So, and, and what I mean by that is that there is zero evidence thus far, zero evidence, only speculation at most, but zero evidence thus far that a, that a machine can obtain consciousness. Ah. And be self-aware and make its own choices. Every example, every machine that's ever been created, everything we've ever done, no matter how complex it's gotten, it has always still been the product of what a human has told it to do. Now, can a human tell it to do negative things? Absolutely. Can Can a human tell it to do positive things? Absolutely. The point is that the machine has no bearing of its own future. And that's what separates it from iRobot and the Terminator and things like this. So And so this idea that we feed it enough information that it's going to become sentient, well, that would have happened years ago with Google already. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about Google as you were talking about that, right? Because that, yeah. that is very probably the closest thing we have, right? Because it's, it has so much information that it can make algorithms to predict like yeah. things about... Now, how now, you're going to use social media, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that doesn't mean that we can't, I mean, and so you hear things like machine learning and these other mm-hmm. weird terms. All that means is very specific algorithms that have been looped through yeah. a number of times that this is the most likely probable way of, of things going about. And there's a lot of benefit in those things. We've actually mm-hmm. discovered new genomes that are linked to cancer that we never knew happened. Or, or if, you know, if we put in enough ailments of this, okay, and then the, the computer says, well, you know what, this might actually be the illness. And the research is like, wait, what? Why would it link to this? And they start doing some research like, the computer's right we because we give enough information that it sees patterns. It's about pattern recognition, mm-hmm. not about sentience. Right. But, but see, the thing is, though, Skynet went online mm-hmm. in 2003. 2003. Absolutely. And so on that day, Judgment Day as we call it, <laughs> yeah. um, AI became self-aware 
and mm. decided that all humanity yeah. must be destroyed. It always decides that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what would be really interesting? <laughs> I would love to see an end times movie yeah. about robots where the robots were actually the good guys. <laughs> where it was like they came online and became self-aware and they decided that all people needed flowers delivered to their house. And then when they came to the door, the, the humans were like, die, evil sin. <laughs> like, shoot them. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but let me back up real quick and, and talk about the fact that there are many very positive things that robots can do and have done for us in a lot of ways. Yeah, right. Evil things matter, <laughs> probably. So, like, for example, um, we have more enhanced prosthetics, uh, prosthetics that go beyond just a peg leg, but can actually yeah. give people mm-hmm. the ability to use their, their f- uh, fingers. Uh, or uh, um, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the replacement hand that looks and feels very much, or behaves, it behaves very yeah. much like a real hand. Um, you've also got... Um, those uh, robots that do uh, that are self-fulfilling of our chores, like the iRobot, Roomba, mm-hmm. you know, Bob, th- th- those types of machines that go around and just sweep up our floors without us having to even really do much of anything. We set it up and there it goes. We've got sub microscopic connections that um, that are necessary to create the processor and all of our computers and cell phones that we use to this day. Uh, those are done by robots. It's it's because it's too precise for humans to do on our own, but robots yeah. can have the consistent repetitive position to get it done right consistently. Um, we've also, uh, and so in any car built in the last 20 years has some level of robotics built into it to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, uh, and, and then w- one of the more favorites, one of the more arguably hot button issues is we've got, uh, w- would have come out in the consumer realm, quadcopters. Um, these uh, these four it's, it's got four propellers that lift in the air and uh, and a drone that has been the term that has often been used a drone that you can put a camera or a cell phone to and get incredible photo- uh, 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 photography out of aerial views. It's absolutely beautiful. Some of the things yeah, I think they call them that. drone strikes when they take those pictures. Oh, right? my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it striking an yeah, industry? Term? It's like striking striking a pose. So okay. you strike a pose, and then the drone takes picture of you. I knew bringing this up, you two. You all were going to go there. I so knew you all were going to go there. I, I, I remember reading a story. It might, it, I think there, this is real, but they might have fabricated some of the details. But I believe that there was a drone that tried to, like, peeping Tom on a woman, and then police, like, got a police drone to, like, take it out. Yeah. No, and I love this idea. No, no, no. <laughs> there, there are some cities around the world where where um, uh, drug lords have started transporting um, um, drugs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, via, via, via drones. And the police have then gone and started using their own drones with nets to take down the drug drones. <laughs> you who put have, a net over their propeller and they fall. Yes. Who have then now the drug lords have retaliated with this by by creating their their drones with their own nets to take out the police drones. <laughs> and so it is it is quite it's, it's quite humorous. It's like that line at the end of uh, Batman Begins where they're like, what about uh, escalation? You know, we uh, buy tank armor. They buy armor piercing rounds. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Once again, but you, you see some positive things. It's honestly, um, most people would agree that it's a positive mm-hmm. thing that the, the police have been able to take out the drug lord's latest innovation with technology as well and a non and a non-lethal situation sure. in a lot of ways, in a much safer kind of way. So so I'm not going to talk about firearms, but I am going to say that a, 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 a common argument that common commonly comes up with tech and 
pertaining to technology. Sure. Is the ease of which you could do something evil using modern technology. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the point we've come back to. I don't yeah. want to circle back around, but I want to. I mean, the, I want to push us on through the, the ease. Yeah. yeah the the so, ease so of the fact of that military grade weaponry being used on civilians absolutely has always been a concern or, for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's what led right. to the creation of our own nation. So, like for the you know the atomic bomb. Uh, you know, biological warfare. If we're talking about things that and kill. And their bombs. And their bombs. And, and their, their guns. Bombs, and their guns. <laughs> um, and so the the argument could be made that technology has made being evil easier. Mm. But the adverse is that we we are subject to a sinful world. And I think yeah. it's, mm. it's become a, a little more sinful every year. Um, which is sad to hear. Uh, and so when we have the ease of technology, that sin is more prevalent because it is easily wielded. The technology is more easily wielded by sinful people. Well, the problem is, is our mm-hmm. hearts, right? That's just exactly like Jeremiah, right. Just like Jeremiah talked about. But our foundation so, of that issue doesn't come from the technology, yeah. but, but more so from the users, who yeah. use the technology and, and technology can enable you for good or ill mm-hmm. to be more efficient, more mm-hmm. powerful in so, what you're doing. Right. So a good yeah. example of the enemy using technology probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it probably would be somehow being involved in encouraging and coercing a, a corporation into making a mark of the beast thing happen but it would not necessarily be a technological advance. It might be disguised as a technological advancement. But you know, I, I think that I would even go, I, I would go beyond the fact that possible technological advancement. I would even go as far as to say it's probable. It's yeah. extremely probable that that okay. might be how the mark of the beast would, 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 would go. In all honesty. And so I, I, I do believe that. Right. And so what would it look like if God was encouraging a corporation to make technology? You might see something like BibleGateway.com. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so, so bringing the word and not just the word, but with the word in, and, I'm not and, saying and, that's and a perfect website. And, I'm just giving, no, 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 no. I think it's a great example because it's not just giving the word to people, but giving it in dozens upon dozens upon dozens of translations for the users yeah. to, to choose from sure. in, in order to, and, and not only that, but also find ways to even a uh, Bible hub is another great one. Yeah. Um, Bethany has used that great. I like her open studies. Bible because it, all I have to do is step in. What does the Bible say about this? And it yeah. has voted what yeah. scriptures yes. make sense. You version is cool. Cause it kind of utilizes, it's almost like a social media kind of mm. thing like you mm. can like have an account and it'll save like your highlights in different like bible verses you can like write notes in there and like save it for later and then it will like remind you like hey like last week you were reading jeremiah you you should go back to that or whatever and, and in that scripture we reference a few yeah. times in our previous series god there's a scripture that says what you meant for evil god god used for yeah, good absolutely and so what we have to acknowledge is the uh, the idea that technology itself is is really just about advancement mm-hmm. it's about making yeah. things easier more uh accessible or uh whatever uh but yeah, I, I i don't I, I still have a hard time believing that te- that that just because we have one major example of where it will probably be used for evil that that discounts all technology and the good that it can and does provide throughout mm-hmm. human history uh one, one one great example of this is is when we were in china there was one situation. One there was one morning where a man got in his car and drove down the street with the intent about the time that children were walking to school with the intention of hitting these kids with his car and running and, and killing them. And when he did not hit enough kids, 
he grabbed his knife, got out of his car, and then went after them and stabbed them that way. Completely terrible, completely horrific. But does that mean that cars are evil? No. Does that mean that the knife that he's holding is evil and that those things should therefore be completely banned and all technology that led to these things should be banned? I, I would say no. I mean, I'm not going to take the actions of one man who misuses technology mm-hmm. to dictate the lives of the rest of human history or, or what is good and evil. So so there is another scripture where it says that the Antichrist will be harmed. He'll have like wounds, but he'll oh, survive yeah. them. That's Nikolai Carpathia, like get shot and then. <laughs> <laughs> the Carpathian Goldab. Uh, for those of you who read the Left Behind series 20 years ago. So, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in, in Revelation, it does mention briefly, but it does mention that uh, the like an- the beast comes back and it has like a wound on its head or something. Well, it yeah. says that the Antichrist will be wounded, but survive. Yeah. And so people will consider that a miracle. Hmm. And so does that mean that the medicine that might have healed said Antichrist is then evil? Like, or is does that mean that the gun is good for shooting? You know, however that looks in the future. Are you quoting... Um- Zardoz? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If that is, if, if that is a, a revelation of something that will happen with the Antichrist, let's yeah. say that a politician. Let's say if if it's a modern thing, and a, a politician gets shot, and then it looks like they're going to die, and then they come back to life. I mean, it's it's happened. It has happened, mm-hmm. and that's why some people think a certain politician might have been the Antichrist. Yeah. I've heard it as recently as like 2015. I heard somebody say that. I'm like, I think he he died already. If you, if you don't know who we're talking about, but um, so so what I am saying is that I think that you're right, Bob. I think that just because something is involved in the situation doesn't mean that that is the direct uh, right. perpetrator yeah. of the situation. Yeah, yeah. You you've got to keep everything in terms of a greater understanding and trust in the Lord, and you have mm-hmm. to make sure that it is your deliberate. Uh, intention to keep your heart centered and keep your yeah. soul and spirit centered on yeah. the Lord when these things come to pass, because guess what? If you start creating strife, you're not any better than the, the evils, the technologies yeah. are, are implementing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if you are, if you are creating strife and, and, you know, and creating issues for the rest of the nation and saying, uh, you know, uh, if you, if you do this, you're evil and we hate you, you know, whatever you would say. Yeah. Yeah. It creates other issues too. Nice. Yeah. There's two other minor points I did want to mention uh, regarding technology. And the first one is the creativity that it brings. And okay. this is part one of the reasons why I'm a huge part of the reason why I love technology so much. And so because I believe that even after God comes to Earth, and this is a theory that I have, it's nothing more than a theory, um, that technological development will continue. And he, and, he, and and so and, and, he, and here's why. Uh, it's not because we need it, but because God created us to explore his creation and to be creators because we are made in his image and part of that image is new civilizations. (laughs) But, but here's the thing throughout all of human history up until the last 80 years, technological advancement has been synonymous with cities. Okay. You get to a big city and that usually is a sign of technological advancement. The bigger the city, the more technologically advanced that city, that civilization has become. Californication. <laughs> <laughs> Mega city one. Yes. But, yeah. and, yep. and the more rural the area, yeah. the less technological advancement there is. Now in the yeah. last, last 80 years, especially with the digital age and, and automobiles. Okay. We kind of bridged a lot of that gap in all honesty. 
But when you look at the Bible, where do we start? We, we start in a garden. And for thousands of years, we see this divide of rural versus cities, technological advancement versus non-technological advancement. Right. Okay. For thousands of years. So where do we end? Where, 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 where does the Bible take us? Where, where do we end? Back to the garden. No, we end in New Jerusalem. Well, yes, but the, the greatest, the, largest the garden is still still a part of the oh absolutely garden yeah. is but, I thought you were rap- you were like go back to a garden again yes no but yes. I know what you're saying the, yes but 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 to to, to the largest the holy city does come down yes yeah. about and, and so based on the general measurements which may or may not be accurate but based on the very general measurements that were that were given they could have been allegorical very likely could have been allegorical but if we take it more literally it's about the size of Europe a single city the size of Europe, the largest single a bejeweled city. Bejeweled city. The mm. most. So, so based on this sim, similar technology, uh, uh, um, what we've seen throughout uh, thousands of years of human history, what could be seen as the most technologically advanced city ever conceived of. And inside of it, yes, we do have that, the garden. I mean, that, that could be. That could be one yeah. eventuality. Yes. And so what was Adam's first job that was ever given? It was to tend to the garden. Before the fall... Before all the, all the sin that entered the world, his job was to partake in the creation story. Yes. Yeah. We, we were created as people that cooperate with God. Yes. Yeah. We, we were created to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to help create. Well, yeah. we know about the, the first sin in the garden was introducing technology, which is why <laughs> it's so evil. When, when yes. Eve saw the fruit of knowledge of good and evil... She well, then pulled out her ninja blender. Yes. And yeah. put the apple right. into it. Yeah. And God said, Oh no. I'm sorry. I'm just but that is that is an that's a good thing to point to because the sin was ju- being able to choose good and evil for yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Rather it than w- listening to what God says it is. Yes. How it was not knowledge, it was the knowledge of good and, good evil. and evil. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I view technology as reflection. Of that creative process that continues sure. to create. So, for example, by day, as I mentioned, I'm a software engineer. I, I, I develop programs, but I develop programs on things that on keyboards and computers that were created, and they were created from circuit boards and other and, and other and other materials that were then created from other things. So, it's a creation process yeah. that continues to help enhance creation, time after time. You're after saying time. that the ability to invent those things and to develop them and build on top of them and create something more that things. God gave us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree yeah. with yes. that. And, and by nature and, and by, and because of that, we can then explore the world mm-hmm. that God has provided for us and, and, and the stars and everything that goes along with that. Right. I guess there's no reason to think that because God comes down and redeems the earth, that he will take that creative impulse away Exactly, and, and yeah. that that was a much better wording than what I was getting to. <laughs> like but, 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 but the very point just, I'm yeah, trying to make, he wouldn't just make yes, us thank you. go back to being like cavemen just because he's come down and redeemed the earth. It's right. but he will redeem. Like one time, yes. I think it was Ken that said this. Ken said, "Like God is God can even redeem your imagination. Like when everything right. is like made perfect and you're like a glorified being with God, like." your imagination will be good. Like, just like, think about that. Like what, what would that do? Like have your imagination restored and completely holy. I think. Yes. And from my perspective, what can you create 
with yeah. an imagination yeah. that's been restored to to such and, a state. And, and like you said, God God created the heavens and the earth. It right. wasn't we were made in His image. Yes, but but not just that. Like look look at just how like gorgeous the world is. I mean mm. I mean obviously oh, absolutely. We, have, yes. we have done our best to ruin it in some regard, <laughs> but we have, but we have also in turn made some gorgeous things, art and architecture and. So I guess the your point is that in in God's image we are also creators. You yeah. said that. So in that time when we are all reunited with God again, we will almost be in like a harmony of creation, where we yeah, we would so. maybe have more inspiration. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like, um, no matter where you come from politically, a lot of people criticize what cities do because like if yeah. you're into the environment, yeah, cities are not great for the environment. Sure, and if you're in, if you know. If you think it's a bad economic place to live, like you're probably right. There's a lot of like downfalls to cities. I was just being people are (laughs) people are moving out of cities right now Uh because like they're just they've become not great places to live. And then all the people that move out of cities move into one central area and make that a city. (laughs) A lot of of times. Yes. Um, I would like to see what a city could be like if it's redeemed by God and like working towards his Ooh, purposes. That would be pretty interesting on both interesting. counts. Like, yeah, yeah. On, on is, all things. This As, is yeah. not, this is not a big Epic Detroit that comes down. You know, it's a big Holy city that God has, that God is in charge of, you know? Absolutely. So I guess in a way, like what we're saying is that like God can take our ideas of technological advancement and lead them towards the his kingdom. glory. Yeah. Yes. And we haven't really seen that yet. We've maybe seen in parts where sometimes it can be used for good, but we've not really seen it like completely guided by God's glory and our sanctification. Absolutely. Like, so, Absolutely. so taking things back to technology, I know we kind of covered most of the stuff from your other point about construction, but uh, um, we can talk about that in a second. But what I, what I want to get back to is my question of earlier, which was what would it look like if God was mm-hmm. in the, was the, in the front of the pack, as far as technology goes, mm, if yes. he was leading technology, what beautiful things could be made. That would be so right. great. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and of course God has an infinitesimal, what do you call it? In, infinite knowledge of the way that the universe works. Absolutely. He, um, he created it. Absolutely. Right. So d- d- down, down to the very molecules and the constants that allow our, our world to even exist. What, what is it like when you, well, cause we also share in his righteousness. We share in a lot of the mm-hmm. things. Uh, so what if we just, I'll take it a step further. What if when the Holy city comes, we are all just like super smart then and can like literally pluck atoms out of the air or like, Oh God, is this how you do it? You know, like, <laughs> like I know about this stuff yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. That's that's a neat thought, and and uh, who knows? Who knows? Scientifically, we're this actually is, not that far yeah. off. This is yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, cool, great up. I think it was really good. Yes, and remember, no matter how how you feel about the mark of the beast or, or in the end times, just remember that we we can read the back of the book. I, I, I've done so. I've read it. I've read the back of the book. We 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 win. It's okay. We win. We do. We win. win. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Bob, for leading us through the uh, the subject matter tonight. And um, we just uh, hope you get a chance to listen to some of our other episodes and comment or subscribe or follow or whatever those words mean. Um, we don't even know what they mean. We, we don't, don't know, know anything about technology. <laughs> we don't. Just but I still hit, love it. Just hit buttons. Always but forever. don't be afraid of it. 
at least be unafraid of it enough to give us a like or a comment. And if you shun all other technology, that's okay. Just listen to our podcast. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>